Mindfulness Mode 346. You know, we're all different. Our cultures are all different. And I, it doesn't necessarily mean that one is better than the other. I think it's just, you know, the way we are. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome to the show. Great to have you with us as always. And I'm excited because we've had some great shows lately and and today is no exception. But first I wanna tell you about my last episode with Wendy Yellen, 345. Wow, Wendy talks about eidetics and she got in deep with me personally. She just started talking to me, asking me questions. And I have to admit, it was it was very revealing about me as a person. At least it seemed to be from my standpoint. I hope you enjoy this episode. Quite interesting about the study of eidetics. Hey, do you work in corporate or do you have a team of employees? Here's how you can reduce stress and increase happiness, productivity, and profitability in the workplace. Download this free resource. It's called 10 Simple and Effective Ways to Increase Mindfulness in the Workplace Now. Once your employees are happier, productivity will increase. And you can download this resource for free right here at mindfulnessmode.com forward slash workplace P with the P standing for productivity. Today, I'm talking with Alexandra, and she is into physiotherapy and mindfulness, of course. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Alexandra. Today, we're going to be talking about physiotherapy and mindfulness, and we're going to be talking about that with Alexandra Nenedek. So Alexandra, are you in mindfulness mode today? I'm trying to be, yes. <laughs> I've That's prepared good. myself for this, so uh, I'm, I'm there. That's wonderful. So what does mindfulness mean to you, Alexandra? To me, mindfulness is um, being aware of my own feelings uh, and my surroundings. So it's both the, you know, it, within me, the inside of me, as well as the outside of me. Um, and it's also being uh, present in the moment. So for me, mindfulness is, is those two things. Um, and so I, I just try as much as I can to um, not only enjoy, you know, the, the weather outside, for example, or or um, whatever I'm doing, um, but just to be grateful for it as well, right? And for for everything that I have that I have uh, in my life, that everything that I've accomplished, and everything that I am currently, um, and so just keeping in mind all those little things, uh, which at the end of the day are not so little, they accumulate, and so I think we just ought to be grateful uh, for everything. Yeah, well, I, I really like your definition of mindfulness and, you know, that element of gratefulness, very important. I want to share a bit about you with Mindful Tribe, and this is what I've got. Alexandra Nenedek is a physiotherapist, and in her practice, she encourages her patients to be active participants in their own recovery process. So that's kind of cool. Her clinic focuses on promoting fast recovery from injuries with a tailored treatment plan and positive mindset. She tailors the treatment plan to each patient and educates the patient on ways they can actively work to improve their condition. And she promotes long-term changes to achieve long-lasting relief and overall physical well-being. Yes. So... That is very interesting. How long have you worked in this area of physiotherapy? 
So I've been a physiotherapist for four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I've worked in uh, clinics in, in Ottawa and in Toronto. But about a year ago, I uh, decided to start my own thing. So I've been in the field for a little, for a while, uh, but I've been on my own for just over a year. So what made you decide to get into this field in the first place, Alexander? You know what? I didn't decide that. I, I, feel, I always feel like it's, it, it decided for me. It really picked me as opposed to me picking it. Um, and uh, I, like I said, I'm most grateful for it. I'm most grateful for, for it to having picked me and, and, and you know not somebody else, for example. Well, tell um, us what you mean by that. How did it pick you? Um, I did not know much about physiotherapy, to be quite honest, uh, when I went into university. I, my idea, uh, my goal was to get into med school. And the, the, the only thing is that I always knew I was going to be some kind of therapist. I wasn't sure what kind, but mm-hmm. I always knew I was going to be treating people. Um, and so I went into university uh, thinking I was going to med school, but that didn't really work out for me. Um, and then I took a year off uh, and I worked in a physiotherapy clinic as a receptionist and a physiotherapy assistant. Um, and I got to see there a little bit of what a physiotherapist assistant does. And I just figured I'd apply to the program. Um, and I got in right away. Um, and um, uh, school was a bit t- t- tough for me. It was a struggle, I have to be honest. But the first day on the job, the first patient that I had, and I was like, I'm in love with this. I want to wow. do this for the rest of my life. And so that's why I'm saying it, it picked me when... Like I said, when I had no idea of what it was, um, I just kind of decided to go along with it and see what's going to happen in the end. Um, And it it worked out. It really worked out in my favor. So where did you go to school to become a physiotherapist? University of Ottawa. Okay. Yeah. So have you been in Canada your whole life? I've been in Canada since 96. So I was eight years old um, when I came. And where where did you live before that? I lived in Serbia. Okay, so you're from, you're from Serbia. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So was that a pretty big culture shock when you came? Absolutely. I it's a think. huge culture shock. Um, I mean, you know, just the fact of having to learn two new languages, uh, having to make a, make a whole new a group of friends, you know, to get adjusted to the lifestyle, to the people, to the to everything, right, uh, was, was a challenge. But... Um, you know, we didn't really have a choice but to come, right? And uh, it, it's it's right. difficult at the beginning. It it really is. It's different, right, from everything that you know or that you're used to. All of a sudden, you're placed into a new environment. It's like, okay, here we are. <laughs> of course, yeah, you know? yeah, it must be challenging. Well, I'm interested in your clients that come to you for treatment. Tell me some of the conditions that they have that they're suffering with that they need help from you. A lot of my clients have, you know, low back pain, for example, because of of prolonged hours sitting at a desk or neck pain or shoulder pain or hip pain, um, you know, knee pain, that kind of stuff. A lot of it is chronic stuff. A lot of it is, you know, uh, people getting older, joints not moving as as smoothly and as well as as they would in a a younger person. Um, So I've been seeing a lot of that clients. I've also seen some people with headaches, for example. So that's another thing is that that physiotherapists can treat are headaches. And the other thing that um, we do is uh, treating numbness and tingling in the hands or or um, the feet. So I have a little variety of people that I see. So if someone came to you and said, oh, Alexandra, I have these terrible headaches, where would you start? What would you do? 
I would uh, start with the neck. So I, I would mostly work around the neck, the muscles, the joints, even some of the, the shoulder muscles and joints, uh, and just, you know, correcting the posture as well, teaching them exercises or stretches um, or things that they can do at their desks when they're working to prevent, to avoid, uh, you know, such, uh, uh, such, such pain or such uh, headaches. So what should we do? We should get up every half hour and we should move? I strongly recommend people to avoid prolonged positions, whatever they are. So if your job is requires you to sit for a long time, then I would say every 20 to 30 minutes, get up, walk around, go to the washroom, go get a coffee, do something, you know, just move around. If your job involves you standing, then I would say, you know, have a seat, take a little break, you know, give yourself a little rest, um, you know, and so on. So whatever it is, just try to move as much as you can. Our bodies were not made to be in one position. So that's why I say whatever the position is that you keep for a long time, try to get out of it. Try to, you know, change it up. Just try to, you know, wiggle um, yourself out of it. Um, and um, a lot, oftentimes, you know, it helps. I mean, it doesn't always resolve the problem, but it, it helps. Yeah. What are your thoughts about a stand-up desk? Oh, I love those. I, I think those are great. Um, and I think that everybody sh should have one. Really, I do. Um, I, I think that they're not, you know, they're inexpensive. Um, and for the amount of time that we all spend behind computers, I think it's a must. And so what kind of daily exercise or maybe not daily do you recommend for people to get involved with? You know what? I don't re uh, always recommend and uh, you know complicated things. I tell people even if if it if you want to go outside for half an hour, uh, you know, for a light stroll through the park, even a light jog, a walk, doesn't matter what it is. Um, not only because of the exercise, but I, because I believe that we ought to uh, get outside more. You know, get some fresh air, clear our minds. You know, and then get back into what we're doing because it'll help not only with the pain and everything, but with the focus as well and stress relief uh, of course so um if we can just you know do little things like that um uh, yoga classes are, are another thing that i i always highly recommend i believe in yoga i think it's a great exercise um so that's something you know you can do maybe once or twice a week right um or whatever whatever it is that you like to do that relieves your stress you know so what do you do I work out three times a week, or I should say twice, uh, two times in the gym, and I go to the yoga once a week. So I try to, you know, do three times of some kind of exercise per week for about an hour each time. Uh, and I do have to say that it has helped me tremendously, tremendously. Yeah, just keep that body moving, right, Alexandra? Keep the we just body have to moving. And then just... when I am sitting at my desk, I also try to get up, you know, move my neck around, my my shoulders, my back, um, little things, you know, just to kind of get out of the same position that I've been in for so long. Yeah, well, and it's great to get outside, that's for sure, if we we can. What do you think nature does to help us? Um. I think it just, uh, I think there's this peaceful component in, you know, being in the nature among trees and, and leaves and the green and all of that, that helps just with the peace of mind. If anything, it just kind of helps uh, relieve stress, uh, relaxes you, just clears the mind, or at least takes your focus away uh, from from all the stress or, or negativity that we, you know, we come across in our lives. So if, if I, I, like, I think that if, if that, you know, can help you uh, even for you know 10 15 minutes a day then by all means go ahead and do that 
So you're from Serbia. What was it like in Serbia growing up as a child? Um, growing up was was fine. It was fun. I mean, I was all, there only until I was about eight years old, right? So I, I haven't, I, I grew up in Canada more than I did back home. But I mean, the lifestyle is completely different, um, is one thing that uh, that people have to remember, is that um, it, it's, I feel like there's a lot more of a social life. People are much more, uh, are a little bit better connected, I would say, a little bit, uh, there's a little bit more interaction amongst people. Um, you know, you kind of know your uh, neighbors, you, you know uh, who, who to call for help uh, when you need it. Um, so there's just, there, there's a lot of, a little bit more of that there that I would say there is here. Okay, so as North Americans, how can we use mindfulness to change that, to be more connected with others? Um, I would say, I think that people here uh, should be more aware of other people's, you know, cultures and backgrounds and um, ethnic groups. Um and, and I guess, uh, you know, have respect it, understand it, uh, and maybe see things from their perspective. Um, when I think a newcomer comes here, um, they're still kind of, they still haven't adapted fully to this lifestyle. So if somebody, you know, come, you know, walks into your house, not that anybody, you know, would do, do any, would do any harm doing that but um i think it's just a matter of understanding that you know this is how things work in their country they just haven't adapted to this lifestyle so it's just about understanding i think um and being aware that you know we're all different our cultures are all different and I, it doesn't necessarily mean that one is better than the other i think it's just you know the way we are and the way people grow up in uh, their respective um countries. Sure, we are all different and we can all learn from each other. Exactly. And I think and I think part of it is accepting each other for what we are. Exactly. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, and I think I that's agree. what mindfulness is, is not you know, not judging people. Not exactly. thinking, oh, you know, I don't like how that person acts or what they do or whatever, but accepting people instead. Mm -hmm. And and that's not always easy to do. But do you think that causes some of our health problems? I think it may. I think it may. That's funny that you ask. I haven't really thought of it that way, but I, I think there is a little component in there that, um, you know, could be, or, or at least the way we perceive it, maybe, you know, the way we perceive other people, um, you know, in a, maybe in a different light or not to say negative, you know, uh, that's causing or that's, you know, automatically putting this negative um, the, the negative feedback, you know, within you and your brain when mm -hmm. it does, when it's not necessarily like that at all. Right, exactly. And so with your patients, is there an element of mindfulness that you try to introduce to them sometimes? I just try to um, uh, educate them on, um, uh, on being aware of uh, the pain or the discomfort uh, or unease that they're feeling. And I just like to tell them that when they do have pain or discomfort, it doesn't, it's not always necessarily a bad thing. You know, I think that um, people ought to understand that in the sense that um, when you have 
something going on in your body. Your body is trying to tell you uh, that there's something wrong and that um, a lot of the times it's fixable. It's just a matter of seeking help from the right person. So when you do have something like that in your body, I always tell people seek help uh, sooner rather than later because if you wait too long, then you can develop you know, other complications or scar tissue or compensation by the way you walk or the way you move. You can injure yourself more. So it's just about keeping that in mind and really just knowing that you know help is out there. There are professionals that can help you, whatever the problem is, whether it's physical or mental or... Um, I think that, you know, people, uh, uh, professionals and therapists are there for a reason. It's just a matter of finding the right one for for each one. Sure. Do you have very many patients who have been in automobile accidents or other kinds of accidents? I have treated those a lot more when I was working uh, uh, privately before. I haven't seen any of those in my own practice. Okay, I see. So because I'm just wondering about dealing with the trauma of having been in an accident like that and and what the mindfulness element would be in dealing with that. That's a really good question, because I think that a lot of uh, that, a lot of uh, uh, people who were injured in car accidents have that fear or that anxiety of getting behind the wheel again, right? More so than actual pain. So it's all this fear and anxiety that's, you know, instilled in their head after the accident that's causing more pain or more discomfort than there actually may be in reality. You know, it's just about uh, the fear. And when we have all this fear and anxiety, then that causes more stress on on our bodies and organs and muscles and joints and so on, which causes more more pain. Uh, But oftentimes I think it's just about, you know, calming the mind, um, you know, and uh, therefore letting sort of everything work itself out in order to have less pain. So let's talk about diet. Do you ever uh, get the feeling that uh, consuming a very unhealthy diet contributes to some of the challenges that your patients have when they come to you? Uh, of course. I mean, uh, I'm not a dietitian, so I don't uh, normally talk very much about food. But uh, no, for sure. I mean, you know, bad eating habits, uh, you know, will not only cause, you know, weight gain and things like that, but, um, you know, problems with the heart or the lungs or cholesterol or um, the kidneys can all be, you know, be affected with poor diets. So um, that's another thing that actually people... Um, I think should maybe be paying more attention to is that all of that uh, has to do with 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 the body, not just the exercise or the, the the treatment, but also what you what you bring inside. Yes, for sure. And many people would say, okay, let's talk about the spiritual element because all of these aspects make us complete as humans. What are your your thoughts on that? Uh, spiritual? No, I think I think it all it's all part of you know uh, of of us as human beings, uh, and so uh, again, I'm not an expert in it, so I don't necessarily focus on that in my practice. Uh, but if that is something that that you, you know you enjoy doing, that you believe in, uh, that you know gives you that peace of mind that relaxes you, uh, for sure. No, I mean, and I always I always rec- I, I, I encourage my patients to seek other therapists, like acupuncturists, for example. So if somebody sure. believes in acupuncture then you know go for it you know or if you believe in uh, in tai chi for example i mean if that that helps you your body your mind then i'm all for it you know 
Um, so I really have nothing against. I'm all for you know alternative ways or the alternative medicine uh, to help someone because I find that that to be the most organic and natural way. Um, it's and it's non-invasive. It's not and it's not medicated. So if we can go that route as opposed to um, a, you know a, a, a different route, then I'm I'm all uh, I'm all encouraging. Of course, of course. Well, I want to ask you about bullying because I've worked in this field for some time. Do you have a story about bullying where mindfulness would have made a difference? You know, that's so funny that you asked because I just read an article the other day about a, a group of young Aboriginal boys, a mm-hmm. hockey team um, uh, of Aboriginal young boys that were playing at a tournament in Quebec City um, not long ago. And uh, the article was describing how um, the referees, the the players from the opposing team, as well as some of the people that were watching the game, were calling these these uh, young boys all kinds of names and and all kinds of, um, you know, words and um you know, during the game. And I'm just like, and I thought that was very unfortunate. I really, I really did. Um, and this ties in a little bit, I think, about what we just talked about, about people with other cultures and other backgrounds. And um, and I think we just got to be more accepting of, of other people's beliefs or, or you know, cultures and, and in backgrounds. Um, and I think that if these people um, that were bullying um, had been more respectful or mindful of these um, boys, um, they would have realized that there was no need for uh, for behavior like that yeah um, for sure you know it yeah, would have absolutely i think it would have just been a more it could have been a more a very peaceful um you know game or environment but unfortunately it wasn't right Right. Well, as we move forward, I want to ask you five quick answer questions, Alexander. The okay. first one is this. Who is one person who has influenced mindfulness in your life? Um, my aunt. I would mm. have to say it's my aunt. Yeah. How, how has mindfulness affected your emotions? Uh, it affected it well because I was able to recognize better my emotions and therefore deal with them better. Excellent. Tell us how breathing is part of your mindfulness. Uh, I, I meditate uh, on a daily basis or try to meditate on a daily basis. Um, and so that keeps me sort of in tune with my emotions, uh, with myself, with my feelings. And um, so it helps a lot. If you could recommend a book on mindfulness, what would that be? I strongly recommend Conversations uh, with God by Neil Donald Walsh. I don't know if you've read it. I yeah. think that book is 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 really high up there. It's and a great book. It's yeah, a great book for sure. And can you share an app which helps you to be more mindful? You know, I don't like to use technology when I'm uh, doing my meditation or, or when I'm trying to be mindful because I think it, it's got to be something more organic than that. I yeah. think we're all wired on our, you know, to our phones and computers on a you know daily basis that I think just stepping away from that, getting away from it is a good thing. And I think we got to take a little break uh, Absolutely. when we do that. Uh, you mentioned your meditation practice and that you meditate most days. Can you tell us about it? How long is it? What's it look like? 
Uh, it's pretty simple. I mean, I do it before I go to bed, before I go to sleep. Uh, it'll be 10 to 15 minutes long. Um, and all I do is I sit up in my on my bed, I cross my legs, I have my uh, hands on my laps, and I close my eyes. And I just focus on my breathing. And um, it, it's, it's a work in progress for me still, uh, because I find that I when I try to focus on my breathing, I succeed at it, but then my thoughts will start wandering. And so I just have to focus back in, you know, bring yeah. it all back into the breathing practice and just focus on that. And um, yeah, that's, that's all I really do is just, you know, me, myself and I, you know, in my yeah. room with the lights closed, um, no, um, no, no apps, no music, nothing. I just try to be uh, still with my own self and my own thoughts. And how long have you been meditating for? You know what? It's been on and off for me. I did it uh, consistently for a little while. Then I had paused. Now I'm picking it up again. It's been I've I've I've, I've tried it. I've been doing it for a few years, but not consistently. I have to say it's been right. on off. Do you have better sleep when you meditate before before bedtime? You know what? I think I do. I think I at least I'm a little bit calmer. Yes. Uh, when when I meditate versus when I don't. Right. Well, Alexandra, I'm really interested in, in what you're doing with your practice and, and all of that. Tell us how we can learn more about what you're doing and maybe connect with you. You know what? Um, all of my contact info is on my website, which is www.anphysio.ca. Um, otherwise, um, you can follow me on Instagram or Facebook. A-N-Physio. Correct. Dot com. Dot C-A. Oh, dot .ca. Okay, dot .ca for Canada. A-N-Physio.ca. So check it out. All of, all of the connections are there. So thank you so much for being on the show today, Alexandra. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you, Bruce. Uh, so thank you so much. Absolutely. Bye now. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com and type the guest name or episode number into the search bar. If you've enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. That helps us a lot. Oh, and don't forget the free download that I've created for you called 10 Simple and Effective Ways to Increase Mindfulness in the Workplace Now. You can get it at mindfulnessmode.com slash workplace P. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.